Welcome to the Dwellings Podcast. We're glad you tuned in. Enjoy this message by Pastor Gunnar. When we ask him to show us his glory, I'm not sure that we totally understand what we're asking, but I know when Moses asked, let me see your glory, his goodness passed before Moses. And I'm just in this room today, I'm overwhelmed with his goodness. How about you? And I just want to lift just some worship on our lips right now. Just, Lord, you have shown us your glory because we've seen your goodness. I just want you to tell him thank you right now for all that he's done in your life. I want you to think about how he's been faithful to you in the last season of your life. And I just want you on your lips just to thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You've been so faithful. You've been so good to us. Been so faithful. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Lord, we've seen your goodness. We've seen your glory, but we know there's so much more. We know that you always have more. We know that you're, you're always just peeling back the layers of our understanding to reveal your heart to us, to reveal your ways to us. And Lord, that's what we say yes to, to this morning. If, it, if that's your prayer, if that's your heart, if you hunger and thirst to see Jesus rightly, would you just give him your yes today? Lord, that's what we want. That's what we need. That's our desire. It's our cry. Our heart and flesh cries out to you, the living God. Would you show us who you are in your fullness, God? Show us your glory. Because when we see your glory, Lord, we're changed forever. We're changed forever. We can't stay the same when we see your glory. So we say yes to whatever that brings. We say yes to whatever seeing your glory brings to our lives. The ultimate yes, the ultimate surrender. You're worthy of everything, Jesus. Sacrifice isn't even sacrifice. Because you're worthy. We love you so much. Thank you for moving in this house today. Thank you for moving in our nation today. Thank you that the wind is blowing. And all we have to do is set our sails to catch the wind. May we never be found unprepared for what God is doing. Lord, wake us up. Lord, help us align with you. We're open. We're open. We're open. Open minds, open hearts, open hands. Do what you want to do. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can we give him one more shout this morning? 
worship. We love you, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Have a seat. Thank you, worship team. We love you guys. So thankful for you, how you lead us. All right, y'all ready to hear the word this morning? Five of you? You ready to hear the word this morning? You know, that's one way he shows us his glory. It's just the truth of his word, what he's already said, what he's spoken. And so um, if you're new or if you're not receiving email or text updates about the things we got going on at the dwelling, um, guys, can you put that QR code back up? Scan this QR code and you will not only have an option to say, hey, this is my first time today, but you'll also be added to the mailing list and text stuff because God's doing a lot around here. Don't miss out on it. One of the things that he's doing and one of the things that is going on is this week launches our communities, dwelling communities. And this is Ashley Prather. She heads up our communities and I'm gonna let her share about what's on her heart about communities today. Yeah, so today is launch Sunday, which means that this week the groups will be meeting for the first time. So um, there's still, t if you signed up today, you would be there for the first meeting of the semester. It's a 12 week semester, um, and we have 10 different groups that are all around Savannah and the surrounding areas of Savannah. I'm kind of hoarse. <clears throat> all right. I just wanted to share a little bit about my experience in communities because I. I am honored to kind of oversee the leaders. So the leaders of the communities are my team. And we also, my husband Alex and I, we have two kids, and we will join a community group, obviously. But um, we have had, our family has been, had a, a rough few years. And so there have been semesters in the past where we would sign up with every intention to go. And then things were just too hard at home, and we would have to stay home. And there was one semester, we were in the Thompsons group in Georgetown. It had probably been like two-thirds of the way through the semester. We didn't make it a single night, but we went that night, and um, we went through the whole evening. We had communion together, which is why all of these groups essentially look, the structure is loosely the same, but it's obviously unique to the people in the group and what people need that night. But um, we took communion together. We shared a meal together. We worshiped together. We had a discussion that was amazing. But at the very end of the evening, Chuck asked if there were any prayer requests. And <clears throat> Chuck and Shay kind of knew what we were walking through a little bit, but it hadn't been shared in a community setting yet, which is totally different and amazing in its own way. And so I kind of looked at Chuck and Shay like, do I have permission to totally derail this <laughs> community right now? Because we were essentially about to end it. And I'm like, uh, I have, we have a lot to share. So anyway, they were like, go. And um, I love those moments in community where it just gets derailed, but in that, the best way, you know, because it's what somebody needs in the moment and we just move with the wind. And um, so we just unloaded and there was, I mean, literally like a lake of tears on their um, living room floor, but they they listened to us that we had a space to share our struggles and we were met with unconditional love and they came around us, they laid hands on us and they prayed over our family, they prophesied over our children. And the weeks following after we opened up to community, um, they showed up and it shouldn't be surprising to us, but 
it's still like, wow, this is, I don't know. I don't think that we fully understand maybe what it could be like to actually share one another's burdens. It just seems like a lofty goal, share one another's burdens. And we say that phrase a lot, but to actually experience it is very profound. And um, I desire that for everybody in the room. And you might be in a season where you need somebody to help lighten the load. You might be in a season where you've had those seasons in the past and you're in a better place now and you have wisdom and you have knowledge of scripture and you have um, some free time to cook a meal and what you can offer something to somebody in that place. And so wherever you are from, you know, I'm in a great spot and, or I'm really, really struggling. I don't even have a desire to go to community sign up for one and, and I don't know, just receive the benefits of that because I feel like God's heart is so moved when he sees his children taking care of one another. And that's such a, an honor that we have to be, a, to actually be able to call each other brothers and sisters and to just, you know, pursue Jesus in a very genuine way, but also like lift one another up. And so, um, sign up for a community. They meet for the first time this week. It's going to be a great Semester, yeah. Awesome. All right. So much strength comes when you just open up. The Lord has designed strength and his goodness to flow through his church. So don't cut yourself off from that, okay? It's important. Um, a few things before we get in the word this morning. Do y'all know we have a food pantry here? Yeah. I didn't know. Some of you might not be aware of it. We, um, uh, two times a month, first Saturday and the third Saturday of each month, our outreach team hosts a food pantry. And we don't just give groceries out, but we connect with people. And the outreach team does such a wonderful job of honoring and valuing people and just making them feel like, and I'll tell you, we've, we've gained some friends. And there's some of you guys that have found the dwelling through the food pantry, and you found your tribe, you found your family. And, um, and so it's such a beautiful thing, and there's always taking uh, people to help out with that. Um, and also, there's a new outreach uh, thing that we've started lately, and uh, Rachel Macias is really spearheading this, tutoring, <laughs> providing free tutoring for our community, and that happens every Wednesday at 5.30. Okay, so if you are, stand up, Rachel. If you're interested in tutoring, run her down after service today. And then uh, there is a beautiful, beautiful ministry in Savannah. Huh? At five. Scratch that, five. I don't know where I got 5.30. You'll be late. There's a beautiful ministry in Savannah. A lot of you guys know Rebecca Duma. She, she kind of hangs out here sometimes, but she's, she heads up this ministry called Relentless Grace. And Relentless Grace and a few other partners feed people on Sundays at Forsyth Park. So if you're ever on the basketball or the tennis court side, basketball court side of Forsyth, and you wonder what's all those like two or 300 people doing out there, they're getting food and Jesus from these ministries that partner together. And so churches have an opportunity to partner with them and provide the meal. And we're going to be able to do that on March the 19th. Fact check me up here, okay? So I've already messed it up one time. So Chuck and Shay, you guys stand up. Run these guys down if you're interested in serving at uh, our Forsyth feeding on March the 19th. 
As always, youth is on Wednesdays at 7, and prayer room happens at 7 in this room, and also at Thursday, on Thursdays midday from 11 to 1. Beautiful stuff. Somebody came up to me several weeks ago after one of the first prayer rooms that we did, and, and he said, I have a new addiction, and it, it'll do it to you. It'll jump on you, so come to prayer. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, we're going to read verses 19 through 25. If you've got a Bible, if you've got a, um, a phone, it's going to be on the screen. This is the NIV. It says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who is promised, <laughs> he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one, encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Technically, this is part four in our Family Matters series, and we've been looking at those one another's in Scripture. And I love this one. Spur one another on toward love and good deeds and get together and encourage each other. So there's several things that we can pack, unpack in here. The writer of Hebrews gives this beautiful picture of what Jesus has done as our great high priest. He's opened the, the he, his body was torn just like the veil in the, in the natural. And he has, he has made a way for us to enter into rest and to know him intimately and, and, to, and to come into the Holy of Holies. And then I love how the writer just switches from this grand, this huge thought this huge theological thought about what Jesus is as our great high priest. And then he talks about how we should live together with each other. And he's like, so live this way. And I, I love that. And th these are a few things that he says. And this is going to be a short message today because I, I've got some friends I want to invite up in a minute um, to, to share some testimony and to pray. But I, I, I do have this little word. I just feel like there's, there's something about spurring one another on that we need to get today. I don't know how many horse people we are in the room. My daughter went to a horse show yesterday with, for one of her friends. Uh, there's no horse people. Come on, raise them high. Horse people. What is a spur? What is a spur? So on the back of the boot, and what do you do with it? You kick. And what does that make that horse do? All right, so, you know, sometimes we can be all sweet in church and spur one another on. Now, sometimes you need somebody to be like, hey, move. Go now toward love and good deeds. Spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Now, we, can, we got a choice, just like the old uh, adage with the hammer. You can tear down or you can build with a hammer, right? Same thing with the tongue. Same thing with actions. 
But so I'm not going to spur one another on towards suspicion or gossip. I'm not going to spur others on toward division. I'm, I'm going to love, outdo each other in honor like we talked about two weeks ago. And I love this. Spurring is some, something that's like it's an act that makes the horse go. It's an act that, that is a catalytic moment for action. So I, I love this, this, this whole idea of us being a catalyst for revival. Like you've heard me use that terminology before, that it's not all about the dwelling church, but I feel like he's made us a catalyst, like just something that just sparks it. And so that like wildfire, it would spread over a city and change a city. That's what we're here for, by the way, not to grow a big church, but to see a, a city transformed. And so what I think the part that we play is we just have to be the catalyst, just the ones who say, go, it's time to move. And the way that we do that is we move. And so a catalyst is just that beginning moment that sets something into motion. And so when I think about a catalyst, it's a person who precipitates, a person or a thing that precipitates an event. It's something that must happen for the ball to, be, to get rolling. And so when you talk about leadership even, I, I, I have been stuck most of my life in thinking, well, if I'm a leader, then I've got to have all the answers. If I'm a leader, then I've got to be good at everything. If I'm a leader, I've got to be able to tell everybody what to do. You know what I'm learning more than anything leadership is? It's just going first. It's just taking the step and saying, Come on. That's it. If you boil it down, and this is what being a catalyst is, it's just doing it first. So if I'm spurring my brothers and sisters in or on in toward love, I just need love. This is not manipulation. It's motivation, right? I think a lot of what we do in church is manipulating people and trying to control things and like, there's, there's one thing the Lord has, has been very stern with me about, and I'll go ahead and say this out loud because I want us to have this mindset, is when it comes to prayer, there is no more manip there is There is very little areas in church that you don't hear more manipulation and control over than prayer. Someone doesn't show at a prayer meeting and it's like, well, no, no, nobody wants to pray and all this kind of stuff. You will never hear me say that Amen. because... It's so important that to, you cheapen it when you do that. And this goes with anything else, too. Anytime control and manipulation comes into the picture, religious spirit has entered the room. And it's not the spirit who draws people to repentance or draws people to get on board with God and get on mission with God. I'm not, a, I'm not about that. And let's just not do that. Can we just, can we just die to control? Before the year goes any further, die to manipulation, die to all that stuff. We, if you notice, we don't pass the buckets around here. That's why. Because we're not into manipulating. It's just like the Lord will speak to your heart and tell you what to do. And he'll tell you where to serve. And he'll tell you what to do when you leave here for lunch and what to tip the waitress. Like, you know, like you're listening to Jesus and he's going to speak. So we're spurring each other on toward love. That just means I love first. Spurring toward others on to good deeds. That just means I just do it first. 
so, and, and then he says, don't, don't, don't forsake meeting together and encouraging one another. Don't neglect connection. But, but what, what, what happens when I do walk in my community this week? Am I there just to receive? You're not a catalyst if you're there just to receive. Now, that's part of it. But catalysts look for somebody to encourage. They look for the person that's down. They come on the way. They're, they're thinking, Jesus, how can you use me tonight? Who needs encouragement tonight? And they're hearing the Lord for a word. Or they're, or they're, or they're saying what they see. So I encourage you, just do it first. How many times in environments we're just waiting on everybody else to do it? And I think as catalysts that Lord is calling us to be one who spurs each other on in, toward love and good deeds, just do it first. It's just simple, isn't it? You could put it this way. The ones who obey lead the way. The ones who obey lead the way. That's my message. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. No. All right. Yeah. So there is a generation leading the way right now. There's a generation leading the way. As a generation in the earth, Gen Z, the Lord has put his finger on them. And he said, this is the generation I'm going to blow everybody's minds with. I'm going to take all this garbage coming out of people's mouth about Gen Z, and I'm going to make them eat their own words. And I'm about to show out in the earth. And that's what he's doing right now. And I've told, um, I've told some of our, our SCAD students that have come by there, you know, they're like, well, God's moving in Asbury and God's moving in other places. And uh, we want to see that on SCAD. We're not seeing it in SCAD. And I'm like, you are it. Like some of y'all the most fired up people I've ever met in my life for Jesus. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're waiting on revival. You are revival. Like Jesus is like showing up in you. Now we believe for more and believe that it's going to spread like wildfire and that the darkness is actually penetrated by that light. But I love the fact that, um, that we've got a, a wonderful school here. And I wouldn't, I don't throw shade on anything, but it's not the brightest place spiritually. But God's put some firebrands there. And as we prayed over Gen Z last week, who was here for that? Who was shocked at just the amount of people that came up, 25 to 12 or whatever it is? And um, as we were praying over those guys last week, I thought, they need to be praying for us. (laughs) And so that's what we're going to do today. So uh, I, I asked three or four of you to come uh, so you, if I asked you to come, come, just come on up here, just make a line up here on the stage. And what I want to do today is I want to, I've asked some of these, some of these guys to share a little bit about like what the Lord's doing in their hearts briefly. Okay. Briefly. So we can get enough of you guys up here. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Sydney, Ellie, and William. Um, and this is just a few. This is the few. Jenna, you're supposed to be up here. Jenna, come on. And Jenna, clap for her too. All right. So um, this is just a few, just a few of our of our SCAD students that have been with us for a while. 
And I, I wanted them to just share a little bit of testimony about what the Lord is, what they see God doing at, at SCAD right now, specifically. And then I want them to pray for us. So here's what I'm going to do, and I didn't tell you about. I want you to share your test. I want you to share, like, what you're fired up about, what, what you see Jesus doing. And then I want one of you to lead in prayer. But I want to ask everybody else to come up to the altar today. And then all of our Gen Z folks, I want you to just get some hands on these adults and old guys like me and just pray for us. Okay, can we do that? All right. Okay, hi everyone. I'm Sydney. <laughs> they were ready. <laughs> um, so I was actually supposed to come to Savannah um, to go to SCAD for about three years before I moved here. Um, and in those three years, the Lord just kept on bringing me through different seasons, being in ministry, living with community, because he knew that I wasn't ready. He knew that I wasn't ready to come here and to be in an environment that wasn't really going to spur me on, that wasn't going to push me towards following God. And so he needed to build me so I could be in a place where God was literally all I needed. And to put me in a place where God had my yes before he even asked me. And I think what God's doing now is he's not doing a new thing. Like people think that revival, I was talking to a friend um, this weekend of people think revival is God doing this new thing and it's not. It's people waking up and being like, okay, God's always wanted to see his people saved. God's always wanted to see his people healed. He's always wanted to see his kids be freed from depression and anxiety. And right now we're waking up and we're saying, okay, I actually want to partner with God in that. I don't want to live for myself. I want to be in partnership, be a vessel for the Lord. And so I think what God is doing with bringing people to Savannah, bringing students to SCAD, is he's interrupting their lives. Like, I didn't want to come here. I wanted to be in full-time ministry. I wanted to be traveling. I wanted to be doing all these things, but God interrupted me and said, no, you're coming here. And this is what you're going to do. And I'm going to bring you people. Like he's brought me so many people that I never would have met, that I never thought I needed to Savannah. And he's bringing more and more and more. Like we have friends moving from other parts of the country to come here who are on fire for the Lord. And so I think that <laughs> it's just so exciting to see people who are waking up and then being like, okay, Lord, I want to go wherever you want me to go. And then when they come here, they're waking other people up too. And so I just think that a huge part of that is also with the arts. And it's like, we're all artists, we're all here to create and God's just giving us a platform to talk about him every single day. Because when we create with the Lord, it's like our work looks completely different than all of our classmates. And we get to sit there, share the gospel, talk about why what we're creating is so different. And it's just such a sweet experience to be here and then also be creating, be communing with the Lord. And so, yeah, it's just a really exciting time. Thank you, guys. Hi, I'm Ellie. Um, 
I also was not planning on going to SCAD. I was in Duke Chiropractic School. Very long story how I ended up here. But yeah, it's been really awesome bringing, just God has brought so many people into my life and ending up here has been amazing. And I think kind of similar to what Sydney said, I've been seeing like lately at SCAD, especially lately, always, but so many open doors just to like share to people and talk to people. I have like this year I got uh, two floors in our building. I got to go around and lay hands on and pray every single room, not the people in it, but physically the room. Um, and like talk to people that I haven't been able to talk to before. And I'm just, yeah, just seeing so many open doors. And I feel like kind of what partially God is doing in this season is teaching us to hear him so that he can teach us to grab those opportunities and he can have his voice come and tell us, take it now. And it passes like the wind and we grab onto it. And he just pulls us along with him to take and do what he wants to do and how he wants us to live out and show him to the people around us. Yeah, um, I also did not apply to SCAD. Um, I was very mad when the Lord sent me here. I did not want to come, um, but I'm so glad I'm here. It's been the best, freshest season of my life, I'd say. I'm a junior in school, um, undergrad, and the Lord's gripped my heart for our school's satanic community. Um, there's a really, really big satanic community at SCAD bigger than I've ever seen it. And they're very vocal, I'd say, in what they wear, what they dress, everything. Um, and last year I was like, God, like, how did, how? And I was so inquisitive. Um, so I just walk up to them, especially starts, it, last year I'd just walk up to them and just get to know their story. And they're, I found this pattern of most of them grew up in church. They didn't meet Jesus in the church, so they found love elsewhere. And it was their last option. It's always their last. No one ever runs to that first, right? Um, so it's this fresh reminder of like, hey, God loves you. Like my best friend, I was talking, talking to him today and he said, you're beautiful. And they're like, what do you mean? Who's your best friend? I'm like, his name's Jesus. And, they're, and they get wrecked. And there's this beautiful... And for some of them, it's that easy. And then boom, they give their life to the Lord. But for others are like, oh, I don't know. Like, I love this power aspect. And I'm like, you want power? Let's go. Like actually the Holy Spirit, he loves to prove himself. He doesn't need to, but he has no, he's the Holy Spirit. Like there is no box for this man. Like he is fully alive. So there's been crazy stories where I'm like, hey, you pray for me then I'll pray for you. Let's go. And then, they pray for me and I'm like, that was it? I'm still alive. <laughs> and then I pray for them and they get wrecked. And then God just comes and touches their heart and it's our obedience of just praying for them or saying yes to love them. God meets every single time. So I wanna encourage you that whatever the Lord's asking you to do, whoever it is, share Him with them. And that can be love, that can be a word, that can be, hey, my best friend said this. It's really easy to use that way. And they're like, who's your best friend? His name's Jesus. And he's alive and active and he really misses you. Because a lot of them used to know him and they lost their way. Hello, everybody. My name is Jenna. Um, I just transferred to SCAD in September. 
Um, for a while before that, I was going to college in San Diego. Then I was back home in Colorado working community college. Then I spent a year um, doing an artist residency in urban ministry in Louisville. And the Lord reminded me about SCAD because I'd heard about it before um, and then connected Sydney and I in the craziest way. And now we, we're housemates. But um, I, when I was thinking about just what to say, I feel like the Lord was really putting on my heart, like, don't be discouraged when we walk around Savannah, when we walk around this place, when you see the, the blatant darkness and bondage that people are walking in, do not be discouraged, but rather be encouraged because God, he has made hearts so tender and so ready to receive him of people that don't even realize that that's what God's doing in their heart. Like, for example, I mean, we got people sitting in here that <laughs> we met in the craziest ways. Like we have Vedant right here in the front. Um, Sydney and I, we never eat at the school cafeteria because we live off campus. So like, why would we do that? But William, he invited us one night. So we're just sitting at the table. Vedant, you just walked up and sat with us. The conversation started out by you telling us how you worshiped the God of destruction. By the end of that time, you knew Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and it's just so beautiful the way like hearts are being led. Like the Lord is working and people are understanding who God really is, who Jesus really is, not who we always heard about what he was like, like people are starting to understand the actual heart of the Lord and how freeing and how beautiful and how just holy it is and how tender. And then we have Esme. Um, I don't know, we've just, we're seeing each other in all these random places. And then I saw you post worship songs on your story and I was like, yo, come to church. And now, and now you have a family here. <laughs> And, and then Asa, where are you at? There you are. There's Asa, like just walking. We were both probably running late to class, walking down the street. I'm like, yo, what's your name? She's like, Asa. I was like, oh, I love that name because I'd just been talking to other people about that name. It's beautiful. And then I was like, are you a Christian? She's like, yeah. And then here you are right here. You have a family now here too. And like, <laughs> it's just like, there's every day, there's just keep your eyes open um, and keep your heart tender to what the Holy Spirit is leading you to. Cause it's not just in SCAD, it's for all the people like in your workplace, on the street, in the grocery store, like be open to what the Spirit is leading you to because you never know who, who's so close to coming home. So. All right. Autumn, Retta, John, get, some of you guys come up here, be ready to pray for people and everything. Um, yeah, all you guys, Jake, let's just Gen Z come up here and pray for these folks. All right, so l let me ask you this. If you're 25 and older, is your heart stirred? Then come up and receive prayer. 
I just believe there's a, come on, just start coming. There's going to be a fresh touch from the Lord, a fresh, just baptism of passion. You guys go down and pray. Um, just passion for us. There's a touch from the, from the Lord that he wants to give today. You guys just, uh, if you're 25 and under, come up and just start putting hands on people. Start praying for them. Make room up here. We got a lot of people coming up. up just a little bit. Make a little more room if you can. So there's people still in the aisle. Guys, just start making your way through the through the crowd so that everybody gets some prayer. some people up toward the middle that haven't gotten prayer. If you're free, come toward the middle. Autumn. Yeah.
Yeah, Jesus, I just thank you, God, for every single person in this room. Holy Spirit, I just pray over every single person in this room, God, that's getting fresh vision from you, Lord. I pray over every single person in this room, God, who dreams that have been killed by busyness, Lord, that you revive them in Jesus' name. That Holy Spirit, I just pray that you bring to mind, God, people, places, opportunities, Lord, that they have thought that their lives, their busyness, the things that they are doing, God, that they can't complete it, Lord. And so Holy Spirit, I just pray for fresh fire over every single person in this room. I just pray, Lord, that you meet every single person in such a tangible way. God, I just pray that as people are receiving prayer, Lord, that are people sitting in their seats, God, that you just bring to mind things, God, that are such deep desires of their hearts, God, that they thought that they couldn't complete, Lord, because of that they're too stuck in the routine, God. So Lord, I just pray that you break the bondage of the routine. I just pray that you break the bondage of the busy everyday life, God. Jesus, I just pray for fresh vision, God. I just pray that it doesn't stop here, Lord, that as they leave the doors, God, as they go to lunch with their friends and their family, that you just bring people in their life to encourage them, to encourage the things that are on their heart, Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray that as people fall asleep tonight, God, that you just bring dreams from their childhood, dreams from their youth, God, that they thought that they've missed, that they thought that they missed that opportunity, Lord. So I just pray that you bring new opportunities in their life, Jesus. I just pray that if anyone in here is asleep, God, that you wake them up, that you make them so aware, God, of what you're doing in their life, the people that you've placed in their life. I just pray that you make them so aware, God, of the people that are in bondage in their life, Jesus, and that you just make them so aware of how tender their heart is, how close they are to salvation, Holy Spirit. And so I just thank you for how you're empowering everyone in this room. I thank you for how you're speaking to everyone in this room. And Lord, I just pray an increase of your fire, an increase of your presence, God. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we just welcome your presence right here even more, God. I ask for an increase, God. More, more, more. Jesus, Jesus, let your Holy Spirit just fall upon each person right now, God. Touch them individually, God, where they are in this room, God. I thank you for the increase and the boldness of Yeshua to go upon them, God. For the... Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. For you have not given them a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and sound mind, God. So we awaken them to the reality that they walk and they're filled wall to wall with the Holy Spirit, the living, breathing Spirit of God, Lord. So I thank you for the boldness to fall upon each and every person in this room, God, for an increase to share the good news that there is a Savior, they are saved, and there is a pre-appointed conversation with the creator of the universe who made them God. So I ask that you just give assignments in this room for every single person, for every single hour of the day, Lord. You continue to speak your word and your power and anointing and your Holy Spirit fall upon each person, God. And I just ask for an increase in dreams and signs and wonders and visions, Lord, from the Holy Spirit to fall upon each and every person in this room, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. More, 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 God. Do it more. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
here to share just how the gospel saved me because I grew up in church but I didn't know what the gospel was. I grew up in a Catholic church. I, I grew up knowing of Jesus, not who Jesus was. But Jesus died for all of our sins. And then he rose again. And he knows each and every one of you in this room. And he's here and wants to have a relationship with each and every person, a personal relationship. And you hear the voice of God. If you quiet your mind and let him speak to you, he's here, he's in your heart, the Holy Spirit is what he left behind. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing that he, that we get to have as Christians, that relationship with Jesus, when we get to know God our Father and have the Holy Spirit within us. And Jesus can heal, Jesus can lift off burdens. If you just come to him and know that he has you. He's carrying you um, in all the struggles. So if there's anyone here that is learning who Jesus is and wants to know Jesus, he's, he's right here. He asking, he's asking to come into your heart and wash you clean as you live for him and he shows you how. So I just wanted to share that. Is that anybody? If someone just wants to give their heart to Jesus, just come right here. Retta's going to pray for you. Okay. All right. Well, what we're going to do is I'm going to, I know some of you are going to go get your kiddos out of kids church and everything, but um, uh, we can stay and linger and pray and uh, the Lord's working. He's moving. We don't want to end that, but we do want to give option for people who need to scoot. So Father, we just thank you so much for what you've done here, what you're doing. We thank you that you are, we're just so, you're just good. You're moving. Thank you for what you're doing in this generation. We pray that um, just the gifts and the passion and the love for you, Jesus, that is in this room today would follow us out, that we take it out. That's what your, your desire is anyway, Lord, for us to take this out to the people who need it. So just bless every person here in the name of Jesus. You guys have a great week. If you need to scoot, go ahead. And uh, if you want to just linger and receive more ministry, just come on up. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information, visit thedwellingchurch.org.